Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded and expects to hit 6 million listens by the end of July 2023. We're celebrating this success by recognizing those who have shared the journey with us and giving them the opportunity to contribute to the ongoing success of the shows. By buying a paper copy of the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a donation to help the ongoing running costs, members of the international Italian wine community will be given the chance to nominate future guests and even enter a prize draw to have lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. To find out more, visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Cynthia Chaplin, and this is Voices. Every Wednesday, I will be sharing conversations with international wine industry professionals, discussing issues in diversity, equity, and inclusion through their personal experiences working in the field of wine. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your pods. Hello, and welcome to Voices. This is Cynthia Chaplin, and today I am very excited to welcome Rachel Everett, She's the global marketing manager for Invivo Wines in New Zealand. And Invivo is one of New Zealand's leading wine producers, and they also have operations in Australia, Italy, France, and Argentina. And they're probably best known for their ongoing collaboration with Sarah Jessica Parker that began in 2019. But this year, they launched Invivo X Unity, which was the official Prosecco for the Eurovision Song Contest. So welcome to the show. Thanks for making time to chat with me, Rachel. I mean, I'm here in Verona. You're in New Zealand, the power of technology. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. No, a huge pleasure. A huge pleasure. I'm so excited to talk to with you about all the things you're up to. I'm, I'm not sure that many people know that Invivo is actually a winery in its own right. You took over a historic winery built in 1902 in New Zealand, and that's where the grapes are actually grown, and the wine is made for the Irish comedian Graham Norton's signature wines and Sarah Jessica Parker's Sauvignon Blanc. And I know you've been working with both of these celebrities for ages, and you're just about to launch the fifth vintage with SJP. But I also hear you you are doing all kinds of other interesting things, fun stunts and exciting sort of other events. But you've also launched in Vivo Airline, the first winery in the air, uh, and that's been launched this year. So how did Invivo go from being a winery in New Zealand to collaborating with the rich and famous, launching an airline? What, what's the story? It, that's a great question. So Invivo, um, to take you back about 15 years ago, um, we were founded by um, Tim and Rob. So they're two Kiwi school friends. Rob is a winemaker by trade and Tim is, he's a really commercial guy and he's a great marketer. So they were both um, in a pub in London. They used to live near to each other. They got together to talk about, I guess, how to make wine accessible, make it approachable, and kind of take the BS out of wine um, and have a lot of fun. So they came back to New Zealand, um, I think borrowed a little bit of money, um, and essentially set up in vivo, you know, I think a good dose of um, Kiwi ingenuity um, and entrepreneurial spirit. This was back in the middle of the GFC when, believe it or not, um, New Zealand had heaps and heaps of Sauvignon Blanc. So, I mean, what better time to launch um, a winery and make some Sauvignon Blanc when um, the country had heaps of it? So, they um, basically, they did heaps of hard yards. They went 
um, from store to store in New Zealand, just hand selling their Sauvignon Blanc. And I guess from the outset, they really wanted to, I guess, do some different things when it came to wine. So from that very first kind of wine and the label that went on the bottle, they partner with the New Zealand um, fashion house over here to create the label and design a really beautiful premium label that had a gold star on it, which represented bringing people together so great things can happen, which is our mission at Invivo. So that was about 15 years ago. And here we are today. Um, They took over um, a historic places winery in the Waikato, which is a region just south of Auckland in New Zealand about eight years ago, and turned that into a full working winery. Um, We've really increased the capacity to make wine at that winery. And that's where all of the magic happens. And it's a, it's a really lovely story because um, back in 1902, this, this guy called Romeo Brigato, he's something of a New Zealand wine legend. He actually made some of the first ever wines for New Zealand back at that winery. Um, it was set up by the New Zealand government um, as a research centre. So he basically set out to make wine from New Zealand, found out that we could, um, and then won New Zealand's first ever medals for wine at the winery. So it's a pretty cool story. It's a really cool story. I, I, I certainly did not have that much background information. And I think when people think about you know, celebrity wine like Sarah Jessica Parker or Graham Norton, they don't really realize that this is coming from you know, what is actually a historic winery. That's a very cool story. Absolutely. And you are now one of the Southern Hemisphere's largest crowdfunded companies. What exactly does that mean in how InVivo functions? How does a winery become crowdfunded? So I think that that's a great example of what Tim and Rob have kind of set out to do with InVivo is challenge the status quo and do things differently. So basically crowdfunding is when a company goes out to the public to invite them to be part of their business. So Tim and Rob, quite a few years ago now, took inspiration from some other industries who this has proved really successful for, and they brought that kind of innovation innovation to the wine industry and also New Zealand really pushing the boundaries here. They've been out to crowdfund twice. First time they thought, oh, it'd be great if we could raise a couple of hundred thousand dollars. But it really captured the imagination of the New Zealand public. Um, They created a whole media storm. Um, They were on primetime news here and they managed to raise two million dollars. Then they went on to crowdfund a second time successfully. So now we have more than 600 shareholders all around New Zealand who own a piece of Invivo, which is really lovely. They're super supportive. They champion us and our collaborations with Graham Norton and Sarah Jessica Parker. It's like having um, 600 amazing brand ambassadors advocating for Invivo as a company. They're a fantastic support. That's really cool. And I I think um, the idea behind it of inviting people to be part of their company, it does really play into the hands of how accessible and transparent and welcoming as a wine business uh, Tim and Rob want to be. And and that speaks volumes. I think a lot of wineries, you know, maintain this air of mystery and exclusion and exclusivity even. And it's, it's great to hear that in vivo is is kind of going the opposite way at this, which is which is really interesting. And I know you you've also branched out around the world. So 
how do you select partner wineries in other countries? I think, you know, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand is our heartland. Um, and, you know, we, we produce a lot of Sauvignon Blanc and that's really important to us. But we wanted to the opportunity to partner with some of the world's best winemaking regions to make some varieties that aren't really possible to produce here. So, for example, um, we partner with a producer in Italy to make um, a Prosecco with Graham Norton. Um, but also we make a Prosecco, which is the official Prosecco of the Eurovision Song Contest. And, um, you know, we partner with um, a winery in um, Argentina produce, to produce a Malbec for Graham Norton. But I think what's really key is that our winemaker, Rob, and also um, Graham, for example, with his wines, they're still just as hands-on and in and involved um, with the tasting and with the blending of the wines and with signing everything off. So it's it's just allowed us to be really nimble and flexible um, and the opportunity to um, make as many great wines from around the world as possible. I, I think it's really important to hear that, that, that Graham himself is involved in, in the blending and the tasting and, and hands-on that way. I think people see a disconnect between these celebrities who just put their name on a wine that, you know, they've probably never set foot in the vineyard. So it's very nice to hear that he is so active and, and proactive and participating in the production. And I, I love that story. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think with both with Graham and Sarah Jessica, they're incredible partners. And that was what it was really important to Invivo from the outset, um, that it's a true collaboration and true partnership. You know, it's not just for us about, you know, sticking a name on a label and then not being um, involved within the process or not being authentic. Every single year, Tim and Rob um, travel to meet Graham um, in Ireland um, in his holiday home and they travel to meet Sarah Jessica in New York and they take samples of that year's um, Sauvignon Blanc and some of the other wines that we create with them and they spend hours going through and tasting and blending the wines and that's what's really important because this is Graham's wine so it needs to reflect what Graham's tastes are in a Sauvignon Blanc and the same with Sarah Jessica it really it's her wine um, and it needs to represent what she likes in her glass so it's incredibly important to us well i'm not gonna lie i would i would give anything to go to graham norton's holiday home in ireland and drink wine with him i think that sounds like a very fun day out frankly <laughs> a lot of fun they have they have a lot of fun um and it's it's so great and uh, what what's quite unique is that we record that blending session um, and then we release a short video um, for everyone to see um, around the world. So it just it's really about demystifying wine and saying, look, hey, this is this is what we do. This is part of the process and you can have fun with it. Yeah, well, as I said, I mean, you're singing my song. I, I love this this transparency and, you know, really opening the windows, opening the doors, letting people come in and see and, you know, understand what you're doing and why. And, and people, I think, do feel a connection to wines that they, you know, have seen be created. Or, you know, it's, it's very important to getting more people to the table. So I love that. And now I want to talk about the wine that brought us together today, which is the In Vivo X Unity, the, as you mentioned, the official Prosecco for the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. So first of all, congratulations to Sweden. They won. And Italy managed to come a respectable fourth. So I'll give a little shout out to Italy there. But tell us about this wine, because first of all, it is it is gorgeous. It has this wonderful 
rainbow label. It was a very big part of the show. People were drinking it, holding up the bottle. I have tasted it myself. It's really bright. It has a great, you know, acidic spine to it and, and a nice fine mousse. It's fruity. It's, it, you know, it has all of the good things that Prosecco is known for. And it's a fun wine. So how did this wine come to, to be? How did Invivo get the gig to make the official wine for Eurovision? And what made you choose Prosecco? I mean, I know the contest was held in Turin, so it makes sense that the wine is Italian, but Tell me the story of the background of this. Well, um, I'm firstly, I'm really glad to hear that um, you've enjoyed it um, and that you like the label. That's great. <laughs> the label is what made me call you. Oh, because, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that it, it had the rainbow on it. Uh, it was obviously meant to appeal to as wide an array of people as possible. It was very simple in its message. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen the label should go look it up online because it's great. Um, and what's really cool about the label is um, wine is called Unity. Um, Unity is the brand. Uh, but on the label, um, it has got the word Unity translated into all of the um, languages of the countries that participate in the Eurovision Song Contest. So we just added that little touch um, because the brand represents um, fun, celebration and inclusivity. So we have fun with that label. But look, we're all massive Eurovision fans here at Invivo. I know it's a guilty pleasure. Anybody who says they don't like it is just lying. I, I completely agree. Um, it's the highlight of the year. And um, in fact, our sales director, Bernard, um, went to the song contest last year in Italy and absolutely loved it. He, I mean, he's from New Zealand. Um, I'm British, obviously, but I live in New Zealand. So I'm very well versed with the song contest. But um, Bernie, he was a bit of a Eurovision novice. Um, and his first experience was going to Eurovision. And now he's a complete Eurovision fan. <laughs> It's hard to resist. It's just great. But look, we're yeah, we're all big fans of Eurovision. Um, and in Vivo, actually, um, we were the wine of Eurovision a few years back. We sponsored the song contest. Um, this was quite a few years ago. So we always um, had a great connection with um, the team at Eurovision. We just love what they're doing. And there's so many synergies with in Vivo um, and what we like and, you know, our values. Um, so we just, came up with an, a crazy idea one day um, that why don't we chat to Eurovision about creating the official wine or the official Prosecco of the song contest. Um, and it just seemed completely natural for Invivo to play in that space and do that because we're about you know, like I said, our mission is to bring people together so great things can happen. Um, and what better to partner with and collaborate with um the Eurovision Song Contest, which is the world's biggest, um, you know, music festival. So, um, yeah, we teamed up with them to create the official Prosecco of the Song Contest. Um, and it's great. It's a, it's a fun, bubbly, celebratory wine. Um, there's two Proseccos. There's a Prosecco and a Prosecco Rosé that, of course, are from Italy. Um, and it's just great. It's a yeah, it's a lovely um, partnership and um, a lovely story. It certainly, I think, embodied the contest. And as you said, not only Eurovision's values, but um, in vivo's values as well. And it, it, it served its purpose, absolutely, the concept through the label, through the, the accessibility of the wine. You know, this isn't a hugely complex wine. It's everyone can drink it. It's what I would call gluggable for sure. Um, 
uh, the simplicity of it and the the inclusivity of it were hugely successful. So um, I, I was reading a quote from Tim, actually, your your co-founder, where he said, a philanthropic approach is important to us at Invivo, and there's an ongoing charitable element to Unity Wines that supports communities that are important to Invivo and the Eurovision audience. So this year, you're donating a portion of Unity proceeds to the Red Cross. So fill us in on Unity's charitable um, outreach, Invivo's outreach overall. Who are you supporting and how do you choose them? Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show. Well... Do you know what? It's really tough because there are so many amazing organizations and charities doing such great work. Um, you know, you kind of want to support everyone as a business. Um, but like you say, you have to kind of select and choose. And I think for us, um, it's about we actually start at home back in New Zealand and it's important to give back to our local community. So we have a number of really local charities that we support that are in the Waikato, for example, around where our um, winery is based um, and also in Auckland. And we kind of start there because we think it's really important to support our local community. Um, And, you know, around in the towns and communities where our winery is, there's such big supporters of Invivo. And, you know, there's just, there's pretty much just our winery in this region um so it's just it's really important for us to support our um communities but i think what's also important is supporting the countries that we have a presence in um and that we you know it's really important to us as a company so um unity that's a you know that's one of the charities we supported but for example for um in vivo xsjp um we've got a great alliance with um an organization called feed they're doing some really awesome things um they're headed up by um lauren bush loren um who's you know she's well known for her charitable work in the u.s um and they work to provide school meals to kids around the world through their on the ground giving partners um so we support them with events and with donations um and in 2021 we donated proceeds of our of that vintage and from in vivo excess jp to feed so for us it's not a one size fits all um supporting communities are really really important to us and um we we look for way, new ways to support them every year yeah that's that's great and i i think especially you know in the state of the global economy and post pandemic so many people need help and it's nice to know that you know someone in the wine industry is reaching out that way again you know just the the inclusivity um you know and you're not donating wine you're donating money and and you know people need financial assistance right now so i think it's great that you're choosing your programs carefully and thoughtfully uh and and making that impact it's you know it's something that everyone should be doing more whenever they can so glad to know about that um before I let you go, I have got to go back to something you said at the beginning of our conversation. Um, you you mentioned that 
Tim and Rob um, want to have a winery that's, you know, no BS. And one of my favorite statements on the Invivo website is 100% bullshit free since 2008. So uh, I, I, I would love to just talk about this for a minute. Um, you know, what's Invivo's commitment to this, this philosophy? It's an excellent philosophy, by the way. Um, there's certainly a lot of bullshit in the wine world traditionally. So how are you weeding it out? You know, we've talked about, you know, you, you put videos on about your blending sessions and things. How are you weeding out BS? And what does your BS radar look like? That is a great question. I, for us, it's like, we live and breathe it. And I think it's, you know, down to having a really down to earth approach to everything, the way you communicate with your customers, the way we work with our suppliers, the way we work with our importer and distributor partners. We're upfront and honest and we're BS free. And for us, it's about, you know, making our wines and our company, we're approachable. Our wines are accessible to everyone. That doesn't mean that they can't be great quality. Rob and our winemaking team are amazing and they regularly win, you know, 90 plus point scores by Wine Spectator, um, some really top ac- accolades that they're humbled by. But it's about make, yes, we make those great quality wines, but making them accessible too and talking about them in a really fun and down to earth way. And I think, you know, partnering with Sarah Jessica and she has this incredible way of talking about wine that really pushes the boundaries and that is completely the opposite to the traditional way of talking about wine. You know, she talks about wine as being um, female or, you know, she's full figured, um, for example. And it's just for us, we're all about that. We're all about um, approaching wine like that. There are an incredible amount of wineries who have generations of families in winemaking and talking about their, you know, hundreds of years of history, which we have so much respect for them and that is a wonderful thing, but that's not in vivo. You know, we're founded by two pretty down-to-earth Kiwis 15 years ago with a mission to make wine fun, approachable and bring people together so great things can happen. And we kind of live and breathe by that ethos. And you touched upon earlier, um, watching the world's first winery airline in Vivo Air. I have got to hear about that. And that's a great example of, um, you know, just having fun with wine. Just to share a little bit more about that. Obviously, it's been a really tough couple of years um, for with international travel um, and COVID and all of that stuff. And we really wanted to, I guess, put a spotlight on in, on New Zealand, encourage travel to our amazing winemaking regions, but also um, come up with a really fun and idea to show that. So we just came up with the idea of creating the world's first winery airline um, in a brainstorm one day in the office. And then next thing you know, um, some months later, we're taking you know, 30 passengers from um, Auckland to Queenstown on a curated 24-hour experience with wine tasting in the sky, um, a visit to our vineyards in um, central Otago, an overnight stay at the Hilton, Queenstown, a lovely winemaker's dinner at a great restaurant called Botswana Butchery um, in Queenstown and then flying back up the next day. So it's just, I think in Vivo, it's just a really great, great example of the fun that we like to have and taking the BS out of wine. That's incredible. And and I wish you lots of success. And I hope that uh, people follow suit because it's a great idea. Um, And of course, 
it, there's a lot of investment that goes into that and, and time and planning and I'm sure licensing and all the rest of it. But, you know, as you, you've mentioned a few times, bringing people together um, and making great things happen, you're taking, you know, tourism, you're bringing people to the vineyards, you're kind of raising the profile of wine. And it's not, it's not just something that ends up in your glass or sits in a dusty bottle on your shelf for a hundred years, but you know, you've, you've turned it into a 360 degree event in a sort of something people not only drink and enjoy, but also travel with, and it opens your mind and your imagination. So I, I love that idea and wish you lots of success. How to get you on the next flight. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'll, I'll just nip over to New Zealand from, from Italy. We could fly from um, New Zealand to Italy and then bring you back. Now there's an idea. We will talk about this. We will talk about this, Rachel. Um, be- before I say goodbye, I, I do want to talk about your, your vision for the company, which you've mentioned a couple of times on bringing people together so great things can happen. Um, what great things are coming up? That is a great question. Honestly, who knows what will happen in the world of Invivo in the future? Um, we've got some we've got some fun things coming up. Um, we're we're focused on bringing more people together with our collaborations in Vivo XSJP and Graham Norton Wine and Spirits and in Vivo. Um, we have a range of wines under the in Vivo name, but who knows in the future? We might be. F- planning another wine flight to Prosecco now who knows but I think we'll see but there's lots of good things coming I I can only imagine Um, I'm so happy to have spoken to you today and I I love hearing the creativity and the passion and the enjoyment in your voice I think that really comes through with the wines it certainly did with um, Unity at the Eurovision Song Contest that real desire by the producers to create something that people enjoy and share and and get you know get some real happiness out of so congratulations again for getting that gig and i will be keeping my eye on you and see what in vivo gets up to next so thank you so much for giving me your time today thank you it's been lovely to chat to you thank you for listening and remember to tune in next wednesday when i'll be chatting with another fascinating guest Italian Wine Podcast is among the leading wine podcasts in the world and the only one with a daily show. Tune in every day and discover all our different shows. You can find us at italianwinepodcast.com, SoundCloud, Spotify, Himalaya, or wherever you get your pods.